Hey now. Well, it's episode six, six of the series, the U Lane series, and and um, I want to thank Visla for supporting this this idea. The real story is like I approached them with this idea of mentorship was the wrong word, and I, I I don't like it, but it's all I had at the time, and so I used it. I was like, hey, what about this concept of mentoring somebody and walking a road together? I think you could really glean some. Um, you know, glean some learnings and, and share some ideas along the way. But more than anything, sometimes you could feel like you're on your own in this path of specifically shaping. And that, that doesn't have to be true. So let's challenge that and create this little framework or, or this uh, idea that could hopefully be borrowed by somebody else and their friend as a shape. I'm imagining an old salty shaper on, I don't know, the south coast of Australia listening to this by chance and, you know, hey, that mate down the street, he's he's building some good boards. I'm not going to be around forever. Maybe I link arms with him. And you have to make yourself vulnerable. I certainly did. Ashton certainly did. Jimmy definitely did in the last episode. And and so did Visla. Thank you for them for hearing me out. And yeah, you know, they didn't jump on the idea straight away because it it is or it is obscure. It is um, a little oblique to use a angle there. And yet um, they were excited about the concept because they. I'm excited about creative and innovative approaches to surfing and art and building things and, you know, doing things that are the best for surfing and the environment. I'm honored to be part of that initiative and those exercises, but it was um, it was a little odd. That was a year ago. I re, uh, revisited them with this entire series done and presented it to them saying, hey, remember that idea? We did the work and it wasn't to prove a point. It was... You know, sometimes you, you, you have to not lead the way, but stay true to what you've envisioned. See if it actually works. And, and I'm I'm excited because it's been rich for me, the things I've learned. Ashton shares in this episode the things he's learned from the series. To sum it up quickly, don't know why you'd be listening to part six without the other parts, but we created a loose framework with simple constraints to have something within which to play. So we met weekly. We recorded every three months. Ashton set out to share what he wanted to learn. We made an experiment. He did those. We reported back. He said what the next experiment would be. We did that. We regrouped. I simply listened. That was actually the most challenging part is just get out of the way. This isn't about me. Not that I wanted it to be, but there needed to be constraint there. So I really hope that his creative path shines through on this. Um, I think it did because... It was illuminating to the thoughts and the challenging ideas that I'd both seen, observed, witnessed, and had questions about. That's what it is about, is the questions. So think of these things in the way you can hopefully share a buddy lane with somebody else. Partner, link arms, walk a road together, and the learnings you'll find will be surprising because you can't imagine the things you'll learn, but you set out, you move down a direction, and things come along the way with new light, new wind, new perspective. I think that's that would be a good word to borrow for all these episodes is a, a perspective, not an authority. So thank you to them for their support for this. Thank you for um, Ashton's vulnerability and very quickly going over the, just the, it's in the show notes, but just the kinds of things that we cover in this episode. It's the last of the series. Almost sad to see it come to a close, but that's also exciting. What's next? And we got some ideas for next year already. I hope you do too. 
this should be evergreen. This should be applicable and relevant no matter what time you're listening to it. But by design, we started last December and knew that we would put this all out, keeping ourselves accountable to our vision and our little plan within the constraints that we loosely designed in our framework to put it all out together at the end of the year, knowing that it'd be Christmas and a new year coming up. And I hope this is energy and energizing to the things that you want to work on. So here are a few things that we cover. It was um, just the first one, yeah, the statement Ashton makes. And he says, you know, like what, what does a board made by Ashton look like? These are the questions he was asking of himself. I mean, a year can feel like quite a short time. And yet in the same in the same voice, you could say how long it is, how long ago that felt to say that to yourself, because you didn't say it. You're asking of it now from the things you've learned. Yeah, time's an odd thing, but having intention is what's illuminated the difference here. I'm a new person. You would be no matter what. Time changes us. Forecasting these experiments and holding yourself accountable to what you're trying to learn. To be honest, the hard learnings are the easiest ones. You glean so much. Don't do that again. Okay, that's too much angle, too much concave. The technical ones are really easy, but emotionally, physically, mentally, they're all part of it. Learning what you should do can be overlooked, but he, he captures those things too. So listen to him in this. Listen to the, to the way he approached things, the way he's changed that approach. The, the way he's captured or journaled, which works for him, maybe it works for you, the the learnings along the way so that he can revisit them and remember them beautifully done and to a level of so such a creative level, sitting down with Jimmy, writing these things down on the boards before they even make them, then after they write them. I, I thought that was very, very evolved um, and it fit for what they were trying to do. So, yeah, excitement versus stress, walking into a shaping bay. That was a change. He'll discuss that. Creative expression, the most important thing to keep alive to make better boards. Very, very um, interesting and important one, that one. Um, trying trying things when you don't have all the answers. Just the freedom to, to go for it. I mean, that's true for anything, any part of life, right? Horizons and perspectives, self-worth changes in his freedom from his shaping technical actual technical changes to his front shoulder while um while surfing reacting to waves rather than responding to waves responding to waves rather than to reacting to waves we discussed that we're going to deep um discussion with that one it's um self-identifying self-tension you know can you pick these things apart within your own mind while you're surfing his perspective on that was really um really insightful i learned a lot from that and um reverence and reference those two words and how they sit alongside each other yeah the past boards that he's had the, the ones he's looking forward to making and and the mystery in surfboards we don't try and ex explain or answer them we just acknowledge they're there. You know it. You've felt it. Boards are boards are technically complex things, but yet there's also this personality is the wrong word. I, I think mystery covers a better base of of the adjectives you could throw in there. Man, I'm grateful grateful to um, all who 
participated in making this possible. Grateful to Ashton. Thanks to Jimmy. Once again, thanks to Vista for supporting this. Episode 6 coming up. Please take these things and apply them into your lane. Find somebody to walk a path with. This is the biggest gift that we could give is um, this really, this is only an idea that's free. If you try it on and go deep with somebody else, the things that you'll learn, the things that you'll share, who knows? It's Im- it's immeasurable, and for that I'm grateful. There's There's been things that happened along the way for me this year that has been um, of true joy, and I could never have expected them. So hopefully this is something that challenges you to find that for yourself. Stay in your lane. That's the message. No, the message is the wrong word. That's the encouragement. You've got this. Ashton has it. Jimmy has it. Just just do it. So, episode six. Thank you. All right. I have no idea what the date is. Let me see. November 12th? I actually don't know. No, it's the 11th. Well, anyway, there we are. Um, my memory says that it's episode five. Yeah, five. Which is in and of itself amazing. Not that we did five things, but that this time's passed so, in in some ways to me quickly, and in other ways, um, really slowly too, and not slowly by it took forever for to get this far. It's how much has happened. Um, what are your thoughts on that concept of of from then till now? Mm. I think yeah. So it turned out to be. I don't know what I expected, I guess, from this, but um, it ended up being one of the most positive experience for me, shaping-wise. I think this year, more so than any other time in my shaping or surfing life, I'd say, I've been able to dive deeper into what, how does a surfboard look that is built by Ashton, myself, and rather than worrying about what other people think or um or catering to somebody else it's been really cool because this whole year has inspired me to just dive deeper into myself and where i'm at a place now where i'm more excited than i ever have been um in surfing and shaping because i look at the stuff that i'm building and i'm like my creative expression and where i'm taking my surfboards and um, the stuff that is being accomplished by these surfboards is way more me than it ever has been. And I feel like the boards are way better too because of it, because I've been able to dive deeper into myself and deeper into creatively how things would look. Um, and I'm just really excited because I don't, it would have taken me a, a whole lot longer if we didn't do this. And I don't know if that I think what really has helped is taking that worry off or kind of almost that that burden of expectation on yourself and how things should be, where you should be, how things should look like. That's really been taken off. And I feel like because that burden has been lifted, it's allowed me to focus on what I actually care about. And that's building the best surfboards and um, improving my surfing. I mean, just because it's just so fun and yeah, it's crazy. It was weird. I was just talking to my wife about it the other day, um, Blair, and I was like, it just feels like that burden is gone. And now I can focus on 
what really matters and my perspective has been shifted in a more positive way. Hmm. What a gift. I mean, yeah. It's my, yeah, I'm checking my audio. Sorry to be rude. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you say that you say burden your words. Um, what, what do you think the burden was of? Like, what was that burden? What were you, you, you used the other word worry. What were you mm. worrying about? I think so much worry and too much time was being spent on, um, and if we're, we're being totally honest here, like just trying to impress others through um, the surfboards you're making or what you're accomplishing. Um, because for the most part, my myself personally, it's like you want to be as successful as you can. You want to um, come up with the most groundbreaking stuff. And I think through... Um, the earlier days especially that's kind of what you strive for but I realized that um and it was almost subconsciously I didn't necessarily realize that that's what I was still focusing on because I wouldn't have said that before if you would have asked me um but I realized that subconsciously that was something I was still following I was still striving for that um rather than hey like let's strip everything down like why do you surf why do you shape um, and really asking myself that and then realizing that maybe my objectives were a little off. And I think it was hindering me from really coming into my own as far as um, just ex and through my expression, what I was actually able to accomplish with the surfboard, I feel like has substantially improved because I've removed those, um, those subconscious obstacles in a way. Um, and it's like, I feel lighter when I walk into the shaping bay. Um, I feel a, more of a sense of excitement, not necessarily a, a sense of stress where sometimes before I would have perceived the stress as excitement or jittery where more now it's grown towards, um, excitement. And so it's where before I didn't even perceive these feelings, but now where it's shifted, it's like, I'm so excited. Every time I walk in or I'm going to work, I'm like, man, this is an amazing day. Like what, what am I going to be able to, um, accomplish today that is maybe going to help somebody else improve their surfing, improve mine. Like how do I get to creatively express myself? Cause I think that was something I always searched for, um, growing up was I always wanted to be quote unquote, when you're like 13, it was like, oh man, I really want to be able to paint or I want to be able to draw. Um, and I was never able to be, I never felt that I would had that artistic ability. Um, and so when I found shaping, I feel like that was my way of creative expression and my way to artistically, um, express myself. But because of that, I think then I was trying to also almost prove to myself that I was an artist, but still, um, and I would still call myself an artist, but it was almost in like an unhealthy way that I was trying to prove it to myself versus now it's like, um, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. It's just the way I look at it. I'm just, I'm so excited. And it's like what I get to create with my hands. It's, it's pretty amazing. Well, I think you front loaded the burden with, um, this should make me happy and bring joy. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, well, 
I'll just do this and it will do that as opposed to if I get this right, I'll be happy kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is, which is a huge concept and radically, um, profound. I mean, you can deep, take a deep dive in your own life of how you're doing that. But to me, when I listen to that, and that's such a beautiful story, by the way, thank you for sharing that. It's, um, I listen to that and I say, okay, if that's true in my life, then too, could it be that the most important thing to get good at now is keeping that alive? Not the most important thing is to keep making better boards because that makes better boards. Mm -hmm. Do you see how that freedom was something you um, released within yourself? Um, That that's both powerful and also incredibly simple. (laughs) (laughs) But, but it's almost like, Okay, that took a year to date. Well, next year, it just seems like it could be really easy to unlearn that or to forget it. Mm. So, I don't know, I'm listening to your story, trying to bring it home to myself, going like, wow, that's that's true. I see the wisdom in that. Practice that. The boards will come out better mm. as opposed to keep working on the board. You, you're going to be working on the boards. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's really interesting. What Does that make sense to you? Oh, definitely. Because it honestly, it was through like the simplest uh, thoughts or I think one of the um, things that we were talking about, I can't remember when this was, but um, like sometimes you just try things. You just have to get ideas on the paper. Um, But with surfboards, sometimes you just have to make something, even though you're totally unsure of how it's going to turn out. It's like, let's just try this, see what happens from there, and then you can build off of it. And I think before it was like, I was thinking, okay, I got to have my ducks in a row. But now it's, I'm in a place like, hey, let's just try. Let's see what happens. Um, You don't have to have all the answers. I think that's been one of the best things that I've learned is you don't have to necessarily feel like you know everything um, before you try something. And so I look at all the boards that I've created this year and honestly are the best surfboards I've ever made. Um, The biggest representation of myself what these surfboards are able to do. Um, this has by far been the best year for me. And it's really cool just looking back because this was literally just last month. I was looking at all these things that I've been able to um, just build and how much fun I've had um, and how easy it was. It w- didn't take a lot of, um, well, I wouldn't say that it was necessarily easy because it was hard trying to get back into that um mindset or me unknowingly because it was something that i was reflecting on last um two months but yeah i would say yeah just i can't remember what your question was but um yeah it was it was a good year Mm. well it's it's it was only a good year because you had a start point from which to reflect from like this time would have passed just like the last or the year before did and you didn't have unless you intentionally made uh, what we called, I think, in the first episode, a Petri dish. Mm. And that's that's exactly what this whole concept was. It's like, I don't know what you're going to learn. I don't even want to answer any questions, but questions are going to come up and let's just keep pulling at the threads, pull the thread, pull the thread, pull the thread. And yeah, I think when it comes to your comments on not having to know everything and just make something, that's why you're making something because you don't know you you there is an experimentation there's like a spirit of um let this truck go by there's a spirit of experimenting 
with reverence to both time and materials. So we don't want to be wasteful. But those are really the guiding posts I've started to find that like want to make you be honest. You're not just willy-nilly going for it here. We, we, you want to get it right. Mm. But in that pursuit of trying to get it right and that freedom of like, I don't know, the horizon changes. No, that's wrong. I think your view of the horizon changes, your perspective from where you're looking at it. We still, I think you, you said earlier, it's not so much that you've got this meandering trail, you don't really know where you're going, but it seems to come back and go forward and turn around. But the freedom to experiment is, is you need to have that humble approach of, I don't know, that's why. And I think it's easy to well, look at the reverse. You'd be like, okay, we've, we've, we've figured it out this far. It's good enough. And now we're going to stay there. No, thanks. Mm. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. um, very interesting. Very interesting. It's, um, yeah, I think that's, that it's, it's going to be a tax either way. Like it's going to, rob you of your ideas and your energy if you don't try these things and it's also going to kill you oh, that's too strong it's going to um, be a slow drip on your being if you don't keep trying new things right but I think listening to you saying that your freedom of like I, I, I want to put the word self-worth just listening to those descriptors you use I don't know if that's um, too much but I know that for myself it's like mm -hmm. once your self-worth like I am a shaper and that's like adds a lot to who I am and what I'm trying to be and give myself meaning and purpose in this world is um, it's cute to begin with, but it's not sustainable. And I think um, on this platform, especially you listening to a podcast, like the last thing I would ever want is to be this a place of telling somebody what to do, right? It's like, just keep pulling on these threads, asking these questions and, I feel like the the concepts of just let's create an experiment and see what, what you want to learn. Start somewhere and see where it goes. So this is going to be a difficult question and I don't want to lead it. So simply I could just say, what have you learned this year? <laughs> I think it's a little it's a little vague. I think the concepts of self-worth and freedom for experimentation and just being you, being very creative, which you are, um, I only believe that because I've seen it change. And this isn't about earning points. This is like, you're surfing, I would say, differently than you did 10 months ago. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so yeah. so there, trust him because his smile's wider. <laughs> trust the smile. See, your your guys you're writing, who are writing your boards, your customers, big smiles in the emails. Trust that. Mm. Keep going forward. So my question of what have you learned this year is, let's go technical. What's the, um, no, the truck coming past? That's cute. Um, give me one dimension, one parameter, because I think it is important. Mm. One technical element that you're like, oh, I didn't know this. Mm. About surfing? Uh, well, it could be surfing. Okay, let's go surfing oh, in yeah. terms of technique and then board dims or measurements or mm -hmm. angles or. Okay. Yeah, so let's see. So one technical aspect that I've changed in my surfing. I think, so that same sense of freedom 
that I felt with shaping has also translated to my surfing. And I think being more comfortable with letting my body move with the wave and how it's supposed to versus worrying about what I'm supposed to do on the wave. Um, was still having good technique, but I feel like being freer with um, what I'm feeling on the wave and letting my body move in that way. Um, like even just a simple thing as like going down the line and thinking about, okay, I need to have my arm here. Like actually just let your body relax while you're surfing and the stuff that you're going to be able to accomplish on the wave is going to grow substantially. So I think that's something that I felt one with surfing, um, like the waves that we've been surfing, not being worried about where I'm surfing, um, surfing different stuff every day, um, waves and boards. And I think, yeah, it really has, I was just thinking about this cause that is a good question. I'd say freedom and that, that word keeps coming to mind with this last year and kind of, um, what you've helped me kind of see and feel is that sense of freedom with surfing and shaping. So yeah, it's crazy how it really has. And it has changed my surfing. Um, even just the way I hold my shoulder or where my feet are, how, and it's in a better way every time. Um, cause I'm just having more fun cause I'm not, I'm not restricting my body or, um, taking away certain movements that my arms or feet or legs would want to feel I'm letting them feel that while I'm on the wave. I think that's a elevated assessment, like giving yourself that freedom, but trusting that you, your body, which you understand so well with your background, um, is going to tell you what it needs. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting that thing. That, that I, and now we'll go to the technoism because they do work together. Like the, what it's almost the same as what you said is like that you've learned within your surfing and your surfboards. How could it not go together? Yeah. Right. And that to me, obviously, we you know, it's a biased opinion that we shape and surf. But it's um, I think of people that don't surf. It's like it doesn't matter. It's the, the way you're doing everything else. It, it comes into your surfing. And that's a that's a big and bold statement. But try it on for yourself and I think you'll see it true because I think it all works together. Um, so saying that, think about your own flow, your own program, your own life, what you're working on, your own Petri dish that you maybe have created or will be creating in this year to come and who you're working on things with. And it's, I, I don't like the concept of coaching. I think, um, no, I, those are wrong words. I like the concept of coaching. I don't think the words of being coached or coaching is helpful sometimes, but a petri dish with um within which to play and um change and share stories is fun so technical elements anything come to mind mm. so biggest one technically speaking is dropping my front shoulder so i do have a shoulder injury dislocated my leading shoulder left shoulder and regular foot um, left foot forward and so my left shoulder i can raise my shoulder and have it too tense at most times one because it's an anticipation of what's going to happen next um i'm too antsy that's or if i'm too antsy then i will raise my front shoulder um and because of those shoulder injuries i am more aware of it um and having my background in physical therapy has definitely helped me in that 
Um, but I'd say that just keeping that shoulder relaxed puts my, thank you for that jacket, um, puts my, so having that shoulder relaxed puts my body in a position, like I said, that I'm able to then not always anticipate what's coming and thinking about the next move where then my body's naturally going into the next maneuver um, and there's a more natural flow to it rather than this disconnect on the way from maneuver to maneuver. Because I think that's one of the biggest things um, that you see in people that know how to surf or don't know how to surf. There's a disconnect between the maneuvers tried because once they get done with a maneuver, they're thinking of the next maneuver that they're going to try. They're looking down the line. Okay, that's where I'm going to try my next turn or my next carve rather than taking it as it comes because the best surfers are the ones that are reacting. Their bodies are naturally reacting to the wave. So how do you do that? It's by getting your body to a relaxed, natural state that you're able to take things as they come. And for me, that's something as simple as I'm mindful. Okay, hey, drop your shoulder like don't raise your shoulder up um and there's also things i can do outside of the water that will also relax my shoulder um as far as certain stretches and even um just certain pressure points in order to relieve the tension in there after surfing but it's mainly just being mindful of hey just take a step back slow down don't worry about what you're doing next. Worry about what you're doing now. And I think just being in that present moment, and for me, it's dropping my shoulder. And I think everybody has their thing as far as what will cause them to be in that present moment because there's things that you can, um, like it's different for everybody. It might be their knee is cocked in a certain way. or But if you pay attention to what part of my body is tense while I'm surfing and where am I feeling that anticipation and that antsiness? If you can be mindful to take that away, it's going to help your surfing and you're going to take stuff as it comes. It's all the same as I just said, and I'm going to challenge your concept and, and switch two words around because I think it's easier to remember and a hundred percent have seen that in your surfing. I believe it to be true. I've felt it in my own life. And I say life instead of just surfing or shaping. But you said that the best surfers are the ones who are reacting to whatever's coming at them. True. And I've been I've been working on this concept that it was taught to me, and I've been trying to constantly bring it up with with my young son, well, my whole family, my my daughter, my wife, myself, very much myself. Let's say that again and say the best surfer is the one who's responding to what's mm. coming. And I think the pivotal or the, the the huge difference between response versus react is what's going to keep you in the moment. So like being mindful and being in the moment is, is cute and it's a fun concept. But when you're surfing, things are happening really quickly. But if you respond quickly rather than react aggressively, mm. and you were talking about um, finding the tension and trying to dissolve it, mm. Though that's probably the wrong word, but you would find that tension and get the tension's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. So if if we can quicker quicker respond rather than react, there's um it feels less fighty, mm-hmm. less aggressive. I'm not saying don't surf aggressively, but we don't actually want to surf aggressively. We want to surf with power because the wave had power. We want to flow because the wave was flowing. We want to run because the wave was running. So 
I think the concept of responding to waves is a fancy statement. But I do think it's true, and I'll see if you don't in a minute. But the way we respond to waves is how we is what surfing is. Is I actually wrote that a few months ago. Surfing is the way we respond to waves. Mm. And I feel that most of my surfing, every now and again it's not, and that's when it feels good, but you always feel so rushed. And riding the right board will take that rushed anticipation out to a degree. Or riding easier waves, meaning waves that aren't having things happen as quickly but when you see those surfers that are masterfully in command of what's going on they are never told the wave what to do which means they're always only responding to what's happening and once you see that harmony it's undeniable when you think of the the concept of response versus react and body tension um answer it two ways do you really think you can identify it yourself or does somebody have to point it out for you? And will it always be the same thing to be working on? Like, is somebody always have one thing? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously within, just put that over life in your concept of shaping and creative approach too. Mm. So your question is what, so does everybody have one thing and how? Yeah, can you self-identify it? Mm -hmm. Is it possibly just one thing? Um, obviously I'm sure it's complex and there's many yeah. but it sounds like in your story I'm trying to imagine that I'm asking because I'm trying to imagine like, where can I pinpoint one mm. tense thing on a way and I'm going to go try it when I surf now yeah. but, so do you think it's only one thing and then um, do you think you can identify it yourself mm. I do think you can identify it yourself and a lot of things I think at first usually it's easy not necessarily easy but there is one thing that is going to be greater than the others um and it's the same thing with pain it's like whenever you get um hurt those pain receptors are going to your brain so if you hurt your hand um, and those are being sent up to your brain but then when you're younger and you're you're like mom this it hurts and she gives it a kiss the pain goes away because it's like there's different receptors now that are interceding but or it's the same way if you feel pain in your hand, but then somebody smacks your knee, you might actually feel the knee more. So usually there's one thing that is specifically, um, like in just layman's terms, just saying these tense parts of your body, like you have one tense part that you're going to feel most because that's sending the receptors up to your brain fastest. And so because of that, you can usually pinpoint that um, because on a wave, right, you don't want all of your body to be firing at once in sense of like your muscles and like your arms and your legs at different points on the wave your right leg or your left leg might be firing more um, at different parts of like a turn or pumping down the wave so because in my sense like my that leading arm is feeling tension just pumping down the wave it's inhibiting my other like my legs or my back arm from moving in a more proper way because it's inhibiting the movement because that's where the movement is being focused. So I think by realizing, like even just standing on the wave, I think the best way is to see just pumping down the line, just going down and riding down along the wave and seeing, okay, where am I carrying tension? Where do I feel tense? Um, and then I think that's the easiest way to pinpoint it. It's not through doing these, um, I don't know, advanced or really technical maneuvers because it's hard to think during those most of the time that i see 
And what I think is the biggest problem is that disconnect between maneuvers. And so if you focus on why is there that disconnect, what's causing me to be disconnected, where's the tension, and literally just going straight, then I think it makes it easier and simple. So don't focus on like the turns and what you're doing, like just ride down the line of a wave. Don't even worry about doing anything on a few waves. That's what I would do actually for a while. I was like, I just kept pumping down a wave. Okay, where am I feeling tension? Why does this feel weird? And then I was able to figure it out. Some help too from um, just seeing little videos and stuff and being able to pinpoint it that way because I wanted to be um, really focused on why am I feeling this? Um, but yeah, I think it's pretty easy as long as you aren't worried about surfing that wave to its greatest potential, those first few surfs that you're trying to figure out where the tension's coming from. The concept of being precious with waves is, um, something I've spoken a lot about on this podcast. There's an episode called eggs and omelets and I laugh every time you see it on a menu, but it's true. Like you have to break eggs to make omelets and you're not wasting waves you're playing with the ocean and finding depth in your life so there you go that's for free yeah and 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 it does it takes um it takes time building boards just trying things it takes time just riding waves i mean to be honest it's a personal expression you do whatever the heck you want on your wave so if you're in a crowded lineup and you get one well it's up to you what you want to do with it so there's a freedom slip but it's true it's um it takes an accurate um or an open mind to be willing to see what's wrong and make some changes. And what's wrong are even two stronger words. See where there's room for improvement. Or in your case, I like the words of, um, did you say easing the tension? Yeah. I mean, that that feels like I could carry that home and take it to to anything else I'm doing, right? Where's the tension? What's well, like e- disease. Mm. Disease is dis-ease. There you go. All right, bring in ease. Finding the hard parts to bring the ease. That's there's the headline, mm. right? Where am I feeling these hard, tense parts? Find the ease, fixes everything. No, it doesn't, but it helps you free up so you can then address everything else, right? Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. So back to surfboards. Then on that note, I know you you told me you've been journaling, which is which is amazing. Um, and you were reading over those notes of this year and the, the things that you found. I don't want to push you for an answer here, but if something comes to mind, I think with concept, the concept of self-worth, of experimentation, um, are you talking yourself through these things in, in terms of, okay, Ashton, this is what I've learned. I'm moving forward. I'm, I'm trying. Are you giving yourself these permissions or are they just... Uh, you look back and 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 see them written as you've told yourself that through words or is it just something that's happening and you become a different person those i think were your words you you feel different um any thoughts on that Mm. yeah i think so i think one yeah is giving myself permission um how do you do that yeah i think through journaling so for me, I'm always having so many thoughts run through my head, um, especially while shaping. You're spending copious amounts of time alone. You're there with your thoughts. You go so many places there, some good, some bad. Um, and so I think what's been really helpful is pinpointing these thoughts. And because they can be so fleeting sometimes, you I have to write them down. Okay, this is this 
Um, you write them down in the shaping bay. Uh, some in the shaping bay, cool. some on a journal. Um, really important things like one that I've been really focusing on um, is not forgetting where I've been um, in order to, because um, I never want to forget the past or what's happened. And for me, I'm very nostalgic. Um, and that also goes along with not forgetting your story. Um, and so that's a really paramount one. But I, I'd say that writing these thoughts down, writing my experiences down has helped me make sense of why I'm feeling a certain way. And the one was not feeling, because before this year, I wouldn't say I felt freedom in shaping, um, where now I do feel freedom in shaping. And so how I've gotten there, one, like even the first time, remember, I made the the thruster, the 80s thruster after my first surfboard. Um, and so that's actually been a common theme with this year is bringing things back to um, my first experiences of surfing, um, what made me fall in love with it, my first surfboard I shaped, um, and bringing all these things back and realizing that there's so much beauty and worth there. Um, and how do I grow those things that I had back then and morph them into something new now? And so I think that's been the common theme and why it's been so freeing is that um, I've been able to look back and really find myself through all of these boards that I'm making. Um, and like for the thruster, for instance, making that because being so focused on twin fins, um, okay, I haven't made a thruster in a while. Let's just try that. Let's maybe prove myself wrong or, um, and it did. So now I'm, I'm still focused uh, heavily on twin fins and I can't remember one of the things that you said, but it's like almost seeing, okay, what are you still on the path that you should be? And so it led me to, it gave me the confidence um, and also the reassurance that, hey, you're still on the path that you're supposed to be. Um, you need to still um, be exploring these different things about twin fins and bottom contours and the different shapes that you're able to make. Um, and it led me down that path of diving even deeper into it because I deconstructed it. I walked away and I was like, is this actually something that I'm still supposed to be doing? Um, which is important in whatever we're doing in life. Um, like, Hey, is this still the path that I'm supposed to be on? Stepped back. And then I was like, okay, this is the path that I'm still being able to be on. And then I was able to even move into it even deeper and deconstruct all these layers that I wasn't even looking at before. Um, one was extending the rail lines of surfboards, making them way longer than I normally would be able to. And that's been so helpful. Um, and even, and playing around with a lot of like curved channels and curved channels moving into the reverse way of water flow and the different feelings that those are creating. Um, and the, the one, the last surfboard from, I can't remember if it was the last episode, but the one that you um, rode the five, three symmetrical curve channel with four channels. Yes. Um, and that one was also the front outline was based off of my first surfboard I ever made. Um, and so I wanted to bring in something really old with something completely new that I've been just wanting to try. And, um, I actually made it to on the eighth anniversary of making my first surfboard. Um, and so it's really cool that like, were necessarily back then I wasn't necessarily as good of a shaper, but there's still some aspects that I can take and learn from and that there were things that I was looking at it in fresh creative eyes. I wasn't looking at it through those, 
um, these new pressures, like before it was quote unquote, how I made my living and how I supported my family. I think that was the key was let's look at how I was approaching surfboards from a mindset of before I was supporting my family, um, several years ago. And then how do I bring those feelings back into now it's my job, but how do I bring that feeling of freedom back? And I think that's been the consistent key and it's looking back, bringing those feelings back. And that's why a lot of the surfboards I've been making take aspects from that first surfboard. One was like, I took it from my 27th surfboard. Um, another was my fifth surfboard really early designs, like a long time ago, a ton of surfboards ago, but it's still searching and getting back those feelings I felt back then, which were so exciting, so creative, um, feeling like there was no limits in a sense. And that's where I've gotten back to. And it's like, I feel like, um, I'm 21 again. It's like eight and a half years ago and I'm making surfboards again. It's, it's crazy. I don't know how to necessarily explain that, but it's been, yeah, it's, it's not crazy at all. It's, um, I don't know the science. I'm not going to pretend to and use big words, but, um, I think it's a concept of epigenetics Mm. would be somebody who knows more than I do about that would be nodding their head or be able to describe it. But the way, your formative experiences naturally shape your perspective, your perspective, and I want to say your perception. So what surfing is is really a lot to do with how it felt in the beginning because it that drew you back in, mm-hmm. and obviously it's going you're just going to go deeper and deeper and deeper. So I think the concept of staying in your lane was the words I used because that's been helpful for me. So I can naturally remember sharing that with you, not to tell you what to do, but a way to look at it. So mm-hmm. stay in your lane. You took an inventory of assets so to speak and when is this really me is this what i want to do with these twin fins you went back yes you went deeper channels curved early inspiration you found new ground amazing but i i do feel like the way what you're exposed to early on really has an influence and, and stays with you i'll look back really quickly over my years and i was i grew up riding down rail 80s thrusters that's was my first border the only one i had for three years you know so that's part of it and then the 80s 20s came in and there's all south african uh, safari spider bruce jackson with titch paul <laughs> look at it right now there it is in the work you know and it's like those parts come with you but it's not that it's the only thing you're not a one-trick pony it's just you 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 have this uh, deep reverence and reference two different words there that stay with you both as guiding principles and um, uh, waypoints towards to stay away from in certain you know, yeah you can you can push and pull them. I think that's fantastic. I look at surfing now, not with a judgment, but a curiosity of where we're going to be in twenty years when most people grew up and their first boards were were mass produced soft bulky rail, brand name unmentioned. Mm. Interesting, right? It's going to be interesting. And this is a study that will take place in 20 years. But what you're doing and the freedom that you're feeling is worth chasing because it leads you to the next thing. So my segue here. Firstly, are you more excited about the boards you're going to build next year than you are about the ones you built this year? Great question. I think I'm not even thinking about next year i'm literally just living now and every week 
I'm more excited than the previous week. Huge. I'm not necessarily worried about it. That's really cool. And uh, I think it, yeah, it takes me back to the, um, I was just thinking about this the other day, like, cause you're talking about these, um, boards you're getting, but I don't know if you remember So you made that one board for me. Uh, what was it? I can't remember how long ago it was, but, um, that was my first asymmetrical board I actually ever got. And having that initial, that excitement of experiencing something new, like, wow, I've never seen this before. This makes so much sense. Um, and then after you shaped it, I was pointing to a board in the rack. I was like, oh my gosh, look at that thing. That board looks insane. And it had a gutter channel. That thing was so asymmetrical. I think you said you shaped it four years previous. Um, you're like, yeah, check it out. It's like, you want it? It's like, no, you're kidding. And just the excitement I brought home and you let me bring back that board. And that was actually one of the most um, formative things, I think, for me too in shaping was this release. There was no ego. It was, hey, let's like, yeah, this is a surfboard. Like you want to try it, you can have it. Um, and it was so exciting to me because I just took home two asymmetrical boards. I've never had this experience before. Um, and that was a first for me. And looking back at that nostalgia, um, like even subconsciously, it's like that's something that I still want to take forward is like that feeling that I got from experiencing those first asymmetrical boards that you got me. It's like, wow, that was exciting. Like that was something different. That was something new. If I can keep that going in my surfing and surfboards and feel that same excitement as getting a surfboard from you, from somebody, this brand new board, um, I think I'll be pretty well off. So it's like, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, how the experiences, the boards you ride, everything affects you and kind of brings you to now, yeah. I've always felt that boards are, um, uh, the word currency comes to mind, but it's I think it's putting a skewed light on that. But the concepts of the boards are more valuable than just their intrinsic value, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's not just the sticker price. These boards change your life and it's the way I try and approach every, no, no, I don't try, I do. Whether that comes across or not is up to the testament of whether you got it right or not. So it's what you want to build and how you build it, right? But they they are important, and I do take them seriously because you gotta let them go with this release of freedom and and knowing that they can do their job, meaning partner with somebody in their life and their wave riding. And I'm around a lot of surfboards, and I'm I'm really grateful to do that. But I also always try to be really respectful that these nouns are more than just nouns you know these boards they 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 carry a mystery and they've they've got they've got emotion tied to them when you're building them and definitely when you're writing them and certainly in the memories that they partner with so therefore they are unique and because of that it's um you can either say every board's got a mystery or none of them do i choose that everyone does mm. and and because of that it's the way I build them, and you do too, maybe the, the hands-on approach, maybe that's what, what we're chasing, and maybe that'll change, I don't know, but for me, I, I enjoy that process because of, I don't think about that everywhere, I just know it's there. Mm. You're depending on that, this really matters, so I'm taking this seriously, and I get to do this, is the biggest joy, right? Mm -hmm. Right. I forgot about those boards, um, 
as I do, and it's like, yeah, it's loose hands. You can't remember everything. And it just comes in and goes out. But so Still does have the them. T- yeah, so does no, the time. Never get rid of them. Oh, yeah. you got this? Before? Oh, yeah, I'll never get rid of them. That's hilarious. Yeah. See, I remember it clearly now, but I, I don't sit and think about those things. That's that's great. Um, Well, we, we, we'll close up here. Hey, it's it's. let's be honest. It's pretty cold here. It's freezing. Yeah, I'm cold. I know you. You look colder than I am. Um. You see, there's no rules. But if you want to create some for your own depth, and depth meaning depth of perception, like how you're seeing things, um, goals are cute, but looking at the same goal is what you said earlier, which I thought was so profound. It's the same goal, but it's looking at it from a different angle. Um, making yourself rules, not to govern yourself, but to um, set up uh, constraints within which to play has been really helpful for me. I, th- I think that's where this concept came from in the most simplistic terms. Um, the Petri dish is what I keep using. And I don't know that's right. But, you know, there are no rules. We can record again next week. Mm. This is a six-part series. We're going to speak to Jimmy. Um, I might actually throw that in but before this one. Um, either way, my point is, we don't know where we're going. We can get on the mic again. There might be a big breakthrough discovery, which could be one and a half degrees in a fin angle next week. These things are big. These are the, the details in which we're playing with. But yet there's a freedom. There's a looseness about the way we approach our work, the way we approach surfing. That's by design. We've chosen to do that. It's going to be easy to forget that. So how to keep remembering that, I think, is by practicing. This is what seems to work for me. I'm going to keep practicing that. And downstream from that, the boards will come out better. Mm-hmm. I'll feel more creative. There'll be freedom. Why? Because the downstream of that, it resonates into how somebody else's life gets affected by these boards. Trying to be sustainable, trying to be approach things with the best practices we can. That's all you can do today. But having that freedom, that really is the most responsible thing I think you can do with your own um, perspective or vision. And it starts with, I don't know what's next. I don't know everything, but I'm curious. Um, I feel like this experiment that we've run this year has been fun because that's all it was. We were curious. I don't know where it's going. I think that freedom helped to know that, um, well, well, maybe we just keep going. I don't know. Um, What do you want to see happen? Mm. And like I said, there are no rules. We can just keep rewriting them. But I do think it's good to make them because all we did was hold ourselves accountable to get together. It it became weekly, really. Yeah, every week. Yeah, we got together every week and we recorded every three months. That was the loose plan. We stuck to it. And I really appreciate you for being so diligent and, and respectful of that. And I enjoyed it thoroughly, too. And um, without rules, what would you like to see happen? Mm. So we're in November. Rules. November 11th. Yeah. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I want to I wanna keep surfing some little waves together having fun and i think i want to see myself not lose this feeling that i've gotten to create this year with you and something that you've given me which i'm so thankful for um because i think in the beginning you were like let's i'm here to figure out like what makes you you um no I don't want to make you a version of myself. Yes, I want what makes... you to see who you are in the greatest depth. And I, I, I'm only correcting you on this yeah. because I, 
this has been a very, very, very um, stringent guiding point because there are um, institutions and programs that would structure things differently for better results. I wasn't looking for results here. I was fascinated by your path. I'm curious about my own, but asking these questions naturally rises the tide in which to, together we rise. And hopefully anyone listening, shapers, young shapers, mentors, friends, surf buddies, get together, set a year aside and see what see what the heck happens in your yeah. life. That's, that's sorry to cut you off, but... No, That's yeah, and I think I was I was kind of talking, yeah, and that I was referring, but I was mainly referring to my. I think I just, yeah. No, <laughs> but the, the, it is important because if you're going to sit with somebody, let's let's hope somebody takes this on as a con- conceptual idea for themselves. Don't tell people what to do. Don't try and make them you. Let them see who they are. Mm. My shoulders broken from different reasons, but the way I surf is nowhere near yours, and neither should it be. But I got my own things to deal with, right? And that's the power of it. It's almost like if you, um, well, everything's tailor-made. So we hand make these surfboards and they force specific people for the most part. And so because of that, if, you, if you're thinking of depth and lifelong goals and journeys and experiments, like of course it's going to be what you need for you, not what's working for me. Mm-hmm. And I think then as they merge or overlay with each other, that's where you can start to see a commonality between the wisdoms, which you just keep trying and challenging and seeing if it's true. Cause you know, the next people who's going to hear about it, what's well, our children. Mm. So you really want to believe in what you not teaching them, but showing them. Cause then hopefully they will try it and try it on to see if it's true for them. And if it keeps being true, well, then maybe it's true. Mm. Yeah, I think that's helpful. And I think it's, you never, I too, when I would ask you questions, it's you almost would never, you would give your opinion, but you'd give it, you'd leave room for question so that I could dive deeper into it for myself rather than just telling me the answer. (laughs) And I think, (laughs) I think that's exactly. And I think that's, that's what's really helped. It's like talking to somebody who I had all these Honestly, like at the start of the year, I had so many questions and like so in my head. And um, is anybody else experiencing this? Has anybody else experienced this? Um, and man, it was so helpful to just talk to you about the simplest things as far as business, family. Like, hey, have you experienced this? What are your thoughts on this? Um, and just the comfort of knowing, oh man, somebody has been through that too, or they've thought these things as well. Um, it was so helpful to me to know that I'm not on an island. So I think I'd like to bring that into my own life as well and how um, I deal with people. And if people have questions, like you said, you're not trying to turn me into you. You're trying to turn me into me um, and search that deeper. And that is exactly what happened this year is that um, I've got to dive deeper into, okay, who is Ashton? How does Ashton make a surfboard? How does Ashton surf? How does Ashton approach life? Um, and really use that stay in your own lane. I do think that is helpful by not trying to copy somebody else or um, take somebody else's path or follow them in a sense. Um, and I think that's what's been really helpful in that I want to take that outside of life in how I approach when people ask me questions or um, when they ask me things about surfboards, when they ask me about their surfing and really try to grow them 
for them. And I think that'd be really helpful because if everybody did that, oh man, I can't even imagine like the surfboards that we'd be producing, the surfing that we'd be seeing, um, how refreshing that would be. And so, yeah, I just want to keep doing that and keep surfing and keep talking surfboards because every time too i even just talk surfboards with you the littlest of things as far as fin cant angles or um fin placement tail block rocker the tiniest of things um it's just so helpful to have somebody to kind of like just riff about different surfboard characteristics and it ends up jarring um different curiosities that you use in your own mind to search down different paths. Um, and as far as, and it's okay to then, if you have this idea, it's okay to change your mind on things. It's okay to be wrong. Um, and removing that ego, that's what I want to see in myself is that I continue to not approach things from a sense of ego, approach it with a sense of humility that I'm, I have a willingness to be wrong. I have a willingness, um, cause you even would say, I. I told you like, Hey, thank you so much this last year. Like I've learned so much and you say, wow, I've learned so much too. That's right. And it's like, no matter where we are at in life and you, you've been making boards for far longer than I have. Um, but you always have a willingness to learn. And that's something that I'd like to carry on is that no matter where I'm at in life, I'm always willing to learn. I always continue to hold on to humility. Um, and yeah, it allows so much room for growth and so much room for experimentation and um, the things you're able to accomplish. It really just breaks it wide open and that, I don't know, it just, it takes all the restrictions off, which is nice. And so that's why I want to continue to see. That's hilarious because we put restrictions on ourselves with our time and our goals <laughs> and that freedom <laughs> to realize that there are no restrictions. But that's what it is. It's a discipline to realize how free you are. And then it's a discipline to manage that freedom, which means which parts are keeping you alive, which where's the energy, where's the once again, like, like chasing that freedom. The concept of 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 pain and disease in your surfing. In the most um, connected ways, not maneuvers. Seems to ring true. Like I see visions of that, of yourself surfing, of this conversation going out there, of this year. It's like, wait, wait, what's what's uneasy here? Oh, there we go. Massage that a little bit. Drop that shoulder ever so slight. I mean, let's be honest. What are you dropping your shoulder? Three eighths of an inch. It's oh hard. yeah, it's so small. So yeah. these these little micro adjustments are big because of the effect downstream. Mm. Downstream meaning down the line, which means onto the next part of this wave. I want to close with this. We should almost just pick up the phone and call Asher, but him and I, and I think I've shared this on the podcast before, but it's worth re-sharing because I'm still um, trying it on for size as a way of saying, seeing if it's true. And it seems to consistently present itself as true and also expansive, meaning it, it borrows its truth into every realm. And that's why I start to trust it more. But the concept of... Um, being in point focus like okay we're going here and we're going to arrive and then we're there and like a lot of life gets set up and structured and we did that this year with like okay we're setting a year aside and i think that discipline was good it was cute and it was helpful but okay well now the year's going to end and then one that's why i was like well, what do you want to see happen right but 
even with your surfboard design and your theory and your tinkering and your fascination and your curiosity, I like that word you used. It's 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 that brings a humility in because you're willing to be wrong, but you dedicated to play um, and performing, be proficient. I think the uh, concepts of these endpoints can be stifling. They kind of get in the way because yeah, well, you you get to the end and then well things keep going at the best. In the, in the best light, you're going to die one day. But even so, um, everyone else keeps going when you're gone. And that concept is dangerous because it creeps in un- without knowing. And so if uh, you could switch out the concept of endpoint to, well, Asher said that he, it was helpful to him and explained well to him I might even just call him and record another podcast on this because it's so helpful and I can't remember if we've done it, but we've spoken at length about this and it's the concept of things being um, a, a voyage. And he was saying, yeah, it's, it's it's more like an odyssey. And then I was challenging him to voyage. So choose which word is good for you. But the analogy he gave to me was, look, if you're on a um, on a boat... And you're headed somewhere and you you you, you kind of know where you're going right you you headed in that direction and this is most helpful if you just are on the open ocean and you can see a vision of a silhouette or a horizon towards which you're sailing it's hopefully you're sailing you're going in a certain direction that's very clear everyone on board knows that but yet within that journey there's going to be ebbs and flows and technical text literal or adjustments along the way sometimes it will be you're forced this way by a swell or you lifted this way by an updraft or an apparent wind gives you a little bit of a lift and those kinds of things his point was if you looked at a seagull's view of that journey it did look like you were going all over and sometimes it looked like you were going upwind or downwind but at the end of it it it, it was all in pursuit of going forwards so the concept of endpoints, meaning we're going to start and we're going to stop, every time you look to your left or right and you look like you're off course and you get the wobbles, it's it's uh, can be stifling as opposed to like, we're still just moving in this direction, but it seems to be taking us here. Not to surprise yourself that you know you're going to be doing the opposite thing the next day. It's just all part of it. And to me, that was really helpful. It's like looking at things as a voyage or an odyssey rather than these are the these are the goals, here's the start, here's the finish, then we arrive. Because the worst thing that happens with that mindset or could happen is well, you get to the end and then what? Then you don't know where you're going. So if you just keep moving, being open to re- receive information from what's happening around you, once again being present, um, responding rather than reacting, it's that's been really helpful for me and I thank Asher for that consistently. Um, the most subtle of changes in perception of endpoints versus odyssey or legacy is the I don't like that word either, but odyssey or voyage paradigm shift really mm. right mm-hmm. so yeah, you're coming into the end of your year, hopefully the reason we wanted to do that is because our experiment ran within a year because of those boundaries we set up for ourselves, but you know thinking about setting this up for yourself in your own life that's 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 great I hope you do it, I hope you find depth but more than anything, it's um, 
I I feel like we've got a bump start into the next year. See what we did there? Mm. It's not like, okay, these are my resolutions, I'm going to do this, because then you get to the next December and, bro, huh? <laughs> right? Like, oh, the subscription's up. <laughs> <laughs> Your annual parking pass. <laughs> you have to renew. <laughs> Yeah, so to me, I'm like, so it's November, very, very much thinking about what, what, like the big, the year plans for next year. I like to do that early because it's, um, who, I mean, by the time you get to December 27, 28, oh, I'm, I'm like, oh, can I rent, dude? January's coming out, just Jones and right. So I kind of, and that I think is the same way of saying just like, hey, what's the next thing beyond it? And you constantly, Moving and shaking and planning and plotting. It's it's pretty um it's pretty fun. Do you feel good about that? Like bumps done in the end of the year? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, that's what I've been kind of look. Well, also because you're going to Hawaii next month. Um, I go to Hawaii in January, and I mean that's so exciting. That's always something I kind of look for at the beginning of the year. Cause it's like, ah, oh, there's something special about that place, and just making boards for there, and it's. So it's hard not to get excited and look forward to that. And that's just such a perfect way to start out the year. So, yeah, I've been feeling that, too. Oh, what a gift. All right. Well, we might speak again. Well, we'll definitely speak again, but it might be before this uh, series comes out. I'll drop some more details on things to do, things to know. Next, we'll speak to Jimmy, which we'll probably put in before this. So that's why there'll be a chronological disconnect over there. And, um, yeah, thanks, buddy. Man, love your work. Yeah, thanks. You too, Donnie. See ya.